Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 248. It is Wednesday. Here in Cincinnati, it's a little cloudy. It looks like it might rain. It rained uh, last night, and we have, I put a post on Facebook earlier, we have this beautiful water that's dripping down through the trees. I don't know if you've ever walked through the forest, or for me, I walk up the lane that we live on, and there's trees on either side that come over the road. And when you're walking up in the morning and it's rained the night before, you can hear the raindrops still coming down through the leaves. It's the most beautiful sound. It reminds me so much of the rainforest when you're traveling in tropical climates and you're walking through the forest. There's a smell of that wet, you know, that moisture that's just all around you. And you can hear the drip of water, but it's from above and it's just so magical. So that was how I started today. It looks like it's going to rain again, but we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, we have shifted out of the 8-8 portal. We are moving towards a full moon in Aquarius tomorrow. It feels like the energies are uh, releasing and realigning in a way that has a bit more spaciousness and joy and calm (laughs) in it which feels really, really good because it has been quite a journey over the last couple of weeks for so, so many people. So a little light step would feel really good. What I thought I would share today is some gardening knowledge. (laughs) Knowledge meaning it's only from what I've learned and I am certainly not an expert gardener, but it's often a what is the word? Is it allegory? It's an illustration of how energy works in our human lives. And so as you're listening to me talk about gardening, know that there are all these other ways you can interpret it and receive the wisdom and the nuggets from what I'm sharing. So this morning when I was jogging, (laughs) I didn't even say running today. I was so tired. It was jogging. When I was jogging this morning, I go down the same, up and down the same roads, and so I'm able to see the changes in the flowers and the plants and what's been happening as the seasons are moving. When I was going down the one hill, right after I ran by my little friendly dog, Oreo, that I've talked about before, his house is on the left, and then on the right, a little further down, there's this house that has some beautiful flowers in the front. I took some pictures earlier in the season of their hibiscus plants, the white and pink hibiscus. And so today when I was running, these two little yellow daylilies were just bopping around in a plant that looks like it's quite dead, that the season has completed. But these two flowers were just brightly standing up, just, you know, bopping around. And I saw them when I ran down. I'm like, what? That's so unusual because the daylilies bloom earlier in the year. And sometimes we get a second bloom, but not very often. And it doesn't look like any of my daylilies at home are going to bloom. 
So when I came back up, I took a picture of these two little happy yellow flowers. I'll, I'll post that as the image for today so you can see it. But as usually happens when I'm listening to music and running outside and I have nature talking to me in this way, I saw the flowers and I was like, wow, a second bloom. Like That's such a gift to be able to have a perennial rebloom again. They don't often do that. And so as I was running, I was just contemplating this whole idea of second blooms. So what I thought I would do is uh, share how this all works in case you are not a gardener. And if you are a gardener, you love perennials and second blooms, so you'll love what I'm talking about. <laughs> when I was little, my mom gardened all the time, and she was so, so good at it. She still is just so good at it. She knows what is blooming when and how to layer a garden so that there's always something blooming and so that the shorter ones are in front and the taller ones are in, in the back and curvy, beautiful beds and just a variety of different plants and flowers. I mean, she just makes the most magnificent gardens. She brings in stones, which my grandparents were both stone workers. They built homes from stones, beautiful, gorgeous big homes. And they always did it with their hands. I think my grandmother, her job when she was younger was a gardener for the school where my grandfather taught in South Africa. So there's this whole history of being very connected to nature and the land and the cycles of the seasons. Of course, in South Africa, there's a, a more temperate climate. And so you have lots more variety of plants and you don't lose them all winter like we do here. But anyway, I digress. So I grew up watching my mom garden and you know I would play but it was usually in the mud and the dirt and it wasn't really to help her in any way when she wanted me to weed I would just get so frustrated because I hated weeding weeding is not any fun and so when I first moved into my first home my first husband and I moved into this home together and my mom <laughs> I asked my mom to come over I said help me like this garden is nothing what are we going to do and we have all this land and these trees and we need to make beautiful gardens and so we shaped out you know what the garden would look like and the flower beds and we started transplanting a few things some of my friends already had lots of different plants and so we were dividing things and replanting and and so what happens with a perennial if you're not familiar with gardening there are annuals and there are perennials and the annuals only bloom for one season you usually get those at the gardening store the home depot lowe's kinds of stores and they're beautiful bright flowers but because we live in a, a climate here that has snow and cold temperatures they die off in the winter and so you're only going to get one season out of them that's why they're called an annual and they're usually more expensive because they're just a one-time plant that's not true, actually. Perennials can be expensive, too, but I feel like we spend a lot of money on annuals, and they just die, so there's, it's like an investment in one season of color, and that's all you get from it. The perennials, on the other hand, you buy a plant that is maybe going to have a bloom, or maybe it's just going to be a really pretty uh, bush that has you know, green leaves and that fills in some space in your garden with green. What happens is that plant may go dormant over the winter, so it may go into like a quiet internal season where um, you don't see flowers or you don't see a, a lot of greenery. And then in the spring, it'll usually rebloom. And so it's called a perennial because it just keeps coming back. Over time, it just keeps growing and 
some perennials like hostas and daylilies, you can divide them every year. They grow so fast. And so you can take one plant and over five years, you might have 10 plants and it'll fill up a whole garden. The daylilies, especially the one that I took a picture of today, this bright yellow daylily is one of my favorites. There are different shades of yellow depending on which perennial you get. The one that I took a picture of today is, is a really beautiful yellow and the size is beautiful and it's just one of my favorites. So when we moved away from that first house, I stayed there for most of my first marriage and a little bit of some time on my own. And then when my second husband and I bought this place, we transplanted some of the things from that flower, those flower beds and brought some of them here to our new home. And same with his house, we transplanted some of his flowers and brought them here so that our home together had some history from both of our gardens. And the whole way up our driveway, as you come into our home, are these beautiful yellow daylilies that have come from my old house. And I think I took three or four of the plants from there and divided, divided, divided each year. And so it literally lines the whole driveway now with these beautiful flowers. So usually June, we'll see this beautiful, it's just beautiful, like row of yellow <laughs> the whole way up the curving driveway. It's just gorgeous. And then they die and you have these sticks <laughs> where the flowers used to be suspended at the top. There's like a brown stick and then the green leaves start to die and they turn brown. And so you have this clump of like green and brown <laughs> that gets very straggly and Usually by the end of July, August, we're starting to try pull some of the brown out so that you just have the green. And, and then by the end of maybe October, it's all brown and it just literally sort of disintegrates and you see nothing. And so in the spring, it's the same with hostas. In the spring, the hostas and the daily start to come up out of the ground and you don't remember where they were. Well, I do because I made the plants, but if you're not familiar with it you wouldn't know that those plants are underneath the ground and they come up out of the ground and they're double the size sometimes if the soil is good and there's this huge birth of green that pops up in the spring here in Cincinnati when you know when the gardens start back up again it's exciting <laughs> I love talking about gardening okay so today the second bloom when when I was running by this beautiful plant that I see every day when I go outside and I saw these yellow flowers, there's a sense of hope that I feel because not every perennial is going to have a second bloom and they don't have to and the one bloom is enough. The one bloom is just beautiful and I love it and appreciate it and know that next year I'll see it again. The second bloom is, it's a... Um, for me, it's just so sweet. <laughs> it's just so sweet to realize that that plant had that much energy that it could regenerate another whole flower in the middle of what should be its season of dying, of coming to a completion. It just <laughs> re-bursted re some more color out for all of us to enjoy. And so when I see that, I feel so grateful. Um, grateful for the cycles of nature and grateful for this beautiful plant that is willing to try again and to show us its beauty again and allow it to be seen for its beauty. 
and it knows it's going to die again. Those flowers in a few weeks will be laying on the ground and composting into the soil and providing more energy for the plant when it comes back again next year. So why share all of this at this part of our journey here as humans? We often talk about in meditation or spiritual work or philosophy or religion, we talk about the comparisons of nature and humanity and how we learn from the cycles of seasons of birth and life and death and rebirth, regeneration, and how we can count on the cycles of Gaia, Earth, to guide us as humans in how to move through different phases of our life, different phases of our human journey. When nature shows us a second bloom, what I feel or receive from that is the sweet knowing that we always have a chance to come back and do it over or do it differently. And that may be as simple as um, starting over with a new day. If you had a really bad day yesterday, you have another chance to get back up this morning and start over again. It may mean you've traveled through life being one way, and that's the way you've always known, it's the way you've always been, and it's how you show up in your life. And then some burst of energy that moves through you, some regeneration of a cycle that you didn't realize was moving through you, completely transforms how you're going to show up in this world. Something inside of you has that complete shift, complete regeneration. And so you can start over again. You can have a second bloom. You can decide the way that you've always lived your life. Perhaps it's always been from a feeling of you know, playing it safe, staying in your comfort zone, or letting fear guide your decisions, or limiting yourself in how you see your journey in this world limiting how you show up in relationships or how you communicate or connect in relationships. A lot of this full moon in Aquarius tomorrow, what I've been reading about it is it's related to new forms of communication and connection. Maybe you've always acted in this world like a daylily <laughs> that's dying, that's had its bloom, it's exhausted. And with this full moon in Aquarius tomorrow, you're like, damn it, I'm coming back again and I'm going to do it differently. And so I'm going to show up and start connecting with people in a way I never have before. You have a second bloom. Try it over. Do it differently. It's, what is it they say? It's not over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. And you can always rewrite your story. You can always recreate the way that you're showing up in this human journey until you decide you're complete and then you return <laughs> just like perennials right they return to the earth they go back down into the dirt and they use that winter energy and they store it all back up again and then in the spring they're right back it's the same for us as souls in human bodies we have this one lifetime and while we're living it we feel like that's the only lifetime that we've ever had or this is the only one that's real and it's never going to end or it's going too fast and why is it why is it ending so quickly whatever your version of it is we go through this experience as humans in this one lifetime and that's all we can focus on you've got many more lifetimes to go 
here and on other thought forms or planets. I don't know where you're going to go. You have so many more lifetimes than just this one. You've already had so many seasons before this, and you're going to have so many seasons after this. So enjoy this one. Enjoy this one. And if you get to have a second bloom and in the middle of this lifetime, you get to redo it or start over in a different way. Awesome. Show us your beauty. Show us your beauty. That's why you're here. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Full moon in Aquarius. New way of connecting and communicating. I'm trying it out right now. <laughs> oh, so good. I will not be here tomorrow in this space. I'm going to be with a friend for the day, taking care of her. I will be back on Friday. And unless things shift, I will be back on Friday for another podcast after the full moon in Aquarius and we'll see we'll see what's shifting and moving if you haven't done any reading yet in astrology on different sites I encourage you to look into what this full moon is offering and find some time and space and be still and allow perhaps the potential of a second bloom to move through and then we'll come back on Friday or Maybe Monday we'll come back and re regroup together. All right. So much love until then. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours. <laughs>